in Indiana and Terre Haute, we have putt putt golf and day drinking. Like nice. <laughs> we 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 just drink and we play cornhole, which I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, yeah. welcome to Indiana and the Midwest. The Buyback Podcast takes place in a bar. If you aren't old enough to be in the bar, you're probably not old enough to be listening to the content in this podcast. For the rest of you degenerates, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let's get this party started. Hi. Hi. There she is. Do I hear a dog? Hi. Yeah, is there a dog? Dog yes. can, we, can we see the dog? Stitch. Stitch? Oh, it's such a good name. My daughter named him. Oh, I, I love, love it. it. Oh, oh yes. yes. What's up, big guy? Oh, it's a beautiful dog. That is There's a, a cat on the other side. Yeah. Hell yes. Is Stitch a shepherd mix? Uh, yeah, he's a shepherd husky mix. Nice. Hi, yes. Rachel. Hi. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot going on in my like life. Alex, what are you drinking? Yes. I am drinking Treehouse Gin. What are you drinking, John? Oh. oh, I am drinking that. Pabst Blue Ribbon, but like this, like this is the coolest stuff I've ever had. That you, is you, good. You've had the it. Coffee. Yeah. Yes, I am a peach. I don't really drink alcohol though. Like I'm more of a sober bartender. Fair. Nice. Hey. Yeah. That's that's good. It's not easy yeah. to do that, so that's awesome. Congratulations. Uh, no, no, it's not. Let me tell you. But I do like on occasion, like customers buy me shots, and I'm like, oh yeah, sure, oh, I'll nice. take one. But I'm not really a drinker, so that's when fair. I even have alcohol, it sits in the cabinet for years. That's yeah. fair. <laughs> More of a uh, like smoke to unwind. Oh yeah. Shift? yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nice. Alex, yes. real quick before we get into this, why do you have uh, Treehouse Gin? Why are you drinking Treehouse Gin? I, yeah, so Rachel doesn't know this, but exciting news. I just got hired by Treehouse Brewery, which is a, <gasps> a brewery in Massachusetts. So, Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So that's just something new that's happening. And Rachel's the first guest to that we've interviewed that has, since I've gotten the job. So this is exciting. Oh, yay. That's exciting. <laughs> Actually, I have news for myself. So I work in healthcare and I'm a bartender. So yeah. when 2020 hit, like... My bar closed. We didn't have a job, so I had to get in healthcare. Well, I'm getting ready to go either to Montana or New Mexico for my first assignment. So I'm really, really excited. Awesome. Is it uh, like a traveling assignment? Like a yes. traveling nurse? So, I'm, a, I'm a CNA currently, but okay. I am going to school at the same time for paramedic science and nursing. Nice. So you get the best Congratulations. Worlds like I can get you drunk and I can take care of you later. <laughs> Love it. Excellent. Did you have a preference? It'd be like Montana versus New Mexico. If you had, to I really wanted like Tennessee because I wanted to stay close to my daughter. Mm-hmm. But uh, Montana's close to my family because I'm originally from Idaho, so we'll get into that. So that's exciting. Um, but that was close to my family, and. I'm trying to get another assignment in Idaho because then I can take my daughter and she can hang out with her family. Um, John, what's your, do you have any exciting news or are you just kind of no, chilling I mean, over there? Teaching is over for the year. So I'm just doing the bartending and summer camp and life is good. Life is good. All right. Well, it's not about us though, Alex. Let's talk to Rachel. Mm-hmm. Rachel, can you tell us yeah. a little bit about uh, where you are now? I know that you might be moving now, but uh, you're in Indiana, right? 
Yeah, I'm in Indiana in a small town called Terre Haute. Uh, people call it Terre Haute, but it's Terre Haute. Um, I'm literally like an hour and 15 minutes from Indy. So, and I'm four hours away from Nashville. I'm five hours away from Wisconsin. I'm four hours away from Chicago. Four hours. Like, I'm literally in the middle of everything. Yeah, in the middle. Sweet. I don't understand. I don't, you're close to everything. We're the same time zone, though. Figuring out time uh, zones and you're in the same time zone as us was really weird to me. Yeah, I know. That was weird. So, I thought always I was in like, like Kentucky in their time zone, but then. And everyone's like, no, you're central. And I'm like, how? Like, I'm the Midwest. <laughs> like, you're it doesn't make sense. You're Eastern time zone. Yeah. Yes. I don't fucking pay attention so, to time zones. So like, I don't think there's any daylight savings time in oh. certain states. So it might be central time, but you're with us right now, right? It's 8 um, o'clock, 8.15. 8.13. Yeah. So maybe we're like two minutes behind or we're right on. <laughs> so, and are you bartending right now before you transition out or? Um, so I worked at this bar in Indy called Raceway. Well, I haven't bartended for like two years. First of all, let's get to that. But I'm part-time over there. I have a question. You, when you say Indy, do you mean Indianapolis? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> I was just going to roll Nap with it. Town, like, we call it everything or anything. I've been here for like six years, so I kind of yeah. grew accustomed to just saying indie. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your bar history? Can you tell us how you got into the business and uh, how you progressed to where you are? So I was in culinary school. Um, I was doing for baking and pastry. Well, I got out of that and then a few years went by a lot of years went by and I just randomly was like, fuck it. I'm going to try bartending. And I literally got a job at like this really shitty bar. I had that for a while, but then I started working at a country club. So our country club wasn't like private. It wasn't exclusive. Like we had casual dining. The golfers would come in, they would get hot dogs and cheap ass cheeseburgers but I got into that and I was doing like literally bartending and serving at the same time. And then they put me into banquets too. So between catering for like governors and stuff, like when I was in culinary to like bartending, it made, it just made sense. We would have like special drinks that we'd have to make, or like we were just pouring beers for the golfers. Like it just didn't matter in the banquets. Like we would be doing the same thing. When COVID hit, that's where you stopped, right? Yeah, because I had no choice but to switch over into healthcare. Yeah. Before you mentioned that one place that you you did mention, right? What was that one called? Um, that's Raceway. That's actually in Claremont, Indiana, and that is currently the bar that I am working at. And what do you okay. what do you do there? Um, I bar ten and I cook and I do that. Like I'm literally the Friday. Oh. I used to be the Friday night girl. You never knew what was gonna happen in on my bar when I came in, like boobs be flashed, alcohol flying, food being like prepped. Like it's just a big old party and it was so much fun. Plus yeah. it was karaoke. Oh, oh nice. Segway, yeah. Important question. What's your karaoke go-to song? I don't do it. I swear I don't do karaoke. Like <laughs> they want me to, but I won't do it. Interesting. That's the same with one of our buddies who works karaoke too. Yeah. What about like, is there a song that when somebody's singing, you can't help but like kind of mouth the words? Oh, I pretty much know the words to all the songs they're singing because oh, yeah. there's songs like I grew up to. Yeah, yeah. Like my parents, that's what they listened to back in the day. So yeah. it's kind of cool. Oh, yeah. What is your Sweet. least favorite song when someone comes uh, to karaoke a good one. Yeah. bar? Ooh. That's a good one. 
anything gospel sung in a bar. All right. It happens. Uh, you would be surprised. <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued, though. I kind of want to, I don't think I've ever heard gospel at a bar before. Okay. So we have a couple of people that come in and they sing gospel songs, like, because they're religious, mm-hmm. but they're singing, like, they won't order alcohol or nothing. A couple oh, of them, like, one will, but, like, they just come in and sing, like, all righty. Like, sometimes they just want water. I was just hoping they came in, got, like, wasted, and then just started singing, like, songs no. about Jesus. No. No. Wait, this is a good segue, though. So, like, gospel at karaoke is not great, but what's your biggest customer pet peeve, like, just for people who come to the bar? Ooh, getting rude with the bartender. Like, I've had that a couple of times, and I mean, like, this literally caused a fight one day, like, one night in my bar, because this guy was coming in and starting shit with not only me, but, like, with people around him, and he knocked out one of my customers cold, and that was my first bar fight ever. The medical side fucking instantly kicked in, and the mom. Like, I've been told I have a drill sergeant mom voice, like, these men are, like, older than me, and as soon as they hear my voice, like, they, they stop what they're fucking doing. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the bar stops. They're like, oh, she's pissed. What did you do? Like, you just pissed her off. <laughs> How did it start? What did he do? So this guy, I was literally counting my money, and I was hanging out, and I was having a drink after work. And he was like, why are you still here? And I was like, what the fuck? So he started shit with me like a couple days before. And then the day after, like a couple days later, he came in and was starting shit with my customer. And next thing you know, I look up, my customer's on the floor and I'm going around, going grab my fucking backpack. Don't fucking come back into my bar. And he was like, I'm not going to. I said, bet. Like my, I was afraid this man was dead. Like instantly. And Everyone just looked at me and they were like, oh, okay. But he was like getting pretty close to some other customers that he shouldn't have been like talking shit to. Yeah. Like they, we all stick up for each other in that bar. Does your, does your bar often have bar fights? I work in a bar that sometimes has fights break out. They say it does, but I just don't ever see it. Like no one really fights on my shift. Like they all know, like mm. don't, don't piss her off and Plus, on top of that, like, a couple of customers are basically, like, my, I have, like, a bar husband, so when, like, the guys hit on me and I don't want them to, I just point out, point at, like, one of five customers. I'm like, this is my husband, hi. Like, so, like, and they all stick up for, like, the bartender, like, they're like, what you say goes, and I was like, yeah, and what my boss says goes, so, you know, in return, just listen to me. Mm. And sometimes being behind that bar sucks because you just want to, get up in someone's face and tell them to shut the fuck up. But like, I have to keep my composure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the bar like? Like how big is it? For- it's actually an old civil war building, like a civil war hospital. So oh, like, cool. yeah, it's, they say it's haunted, but I, oh, if, if anything like- is there, like they don't know, they don't, they don't talk to me. Like they don't yeah. talk with me. What is, what is like, what do other people say happens? Just like, creepy like, stuff we or, love creepy yeah like stuff. creepy stuff like you could go down in the basement and you'll see one like a oh, like a ghost or something and i'm like okay or there's like ghosts walking around so like i have never seen any of this, oh, man. So this never is like, okay yeah so like the place is haunted but it's pretty cool like oh, that's but, sweet. i mean it's a it's a straight up definition of a midwest dive bar <laughs> big or small it's not that big it's not like but it's yeah. not that small yeah yeah 
this is, I love the history of it. Yeah. This is Raceway? Is that the name yes. of it? Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. I'm literally in between the Indy 500 and then the Speedway. That so, <laughs> yeah. I've learned a lot about cars and the people <laughs> that I've worked there. Awesome. Were you not a car person going in? No, I don't even watch NASCAR. They're, they'll start talking to me about it. And I'm like, um, I don't know shit. <laughs> like, I, and I don't care. Do you guys do food? Uh, yeah. So we oh, do pizzas and like basic bar food. Um, but any, I mean, I've never had a complaint over anything I've cooked. Love it. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Other than the fact that sometimes it's cold in the mill when you're frying it. And I'm like, son of a bitch. And then I'll go remake it. Yeah. So then I'll put it in the microwave for like 30 seconds. But like, I hate frying food. I was a pastry, like I was going in as a pastry chef. And so I have to do this now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I've been in the kitchen since I was like two years old. Like I've always been in, in a kitchen. Do you have any stories that over your time, you're just like, I love telling this one when I'm talking to bartenders, when I'm sitting around talking with friends. The fact that I got to meet Hale Holbrook. Google's okay, so you know Sons of Anarchy, Gemma's dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That is how Holbrook and I got to meet him. How? Okay, sweet. Yeah, I was living in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and he happened to be coming up here. And he stopped in for some food, and he just sat in my section when I was a server. I know it's not a bar story, but, like, I still got to meet him. Yeah, that counts, yeah. What was he sweet. like? Yeah, what have you He guys... was really sweet. Stop it. Stitch. What? Stitch wants to talk. <laughs> Stitch, what you got to say? He's, his teeth are hurting, so... Uh... Hey, Alex, do you know what time it is? What time is it, John? Well, unfortunately, it's time for a good old-fashioned bathroom break, so we'll be right back after these messages from maybe Alex and maybe our sponsor. So here's the deal. I still love Austin Eastsiders but we haven't been in contact with them for a while. However, I have been talking to my new friend Jim over at Screwball Whiskey. I don't know if you guys have tried Screwball Whiskey, but it is the perfect peanut butter whiskey. Now, Jim doesn't know that I'm making this ad for him right now, but we have been in talks on doing some stuff together, and he does listen to the podcast. This one goes out to you, Jim. Uh, make sure to try some Screwball Whiskey, because it is delightful. Mix it with jelly, put it on your turkey. And we are back. Most stars are rude. Like, they're really rude. I worked in the Atlanta airport when I lived in Atlanta, and they they would come through, and they were just rude. I like the stories of when people meet famous actors or whatever, and they're like, that person's awesome. And like, I'm yeah. glad that it turned out that way. For... Yeah. Any other, anything else that stands out in your mind of your time bartending? Probably the fact that my nickname now as a bartender is Idaho. So, like, because that's where I'm originally from. Yeah. I lived in Idaho for most of my life since I, until I graduated, and then I flew to Atlanta, Georgia with $200 in my pocket and everything I owned in a suitcase going to school. So I was, like, pretty determined to get out of Fido. Mm -hmm. And the fact that, like, sometimes when you work at the right bar, it feels like you're working and serving family. It's always, like, a close-knit group of people, bartender-wise. Like, you know who you can count on, you know? Like, sometimes, sometimes your person's, like, crappy, and you just can't stand it. I just love being able to serve someone also like a beverage and be like, yeah, I made that. I hope you enjoy it. And usually it's the smile on the face that 
that's what's more memorable about bartending. What's the grossest thing you've seen in a bar while you were bartending? Probably the vomit in the urinal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The vomit in the urinal is pretty bad. Or sometimes when, like, the bottles haven't been cleaned and they're dirty mm-hmm. or like, everything's not shined, like, that's just pretty gross. In yeah. Like, <laughs> but they throw up in the urinal. That one, that one's pretty bad. That's, yeah, that's my least favorite. Does that I mean, because you have to, I have to imagine that there was a toilet a little, like, to the left or right. something, right? Yes. <laughs> and, like, they still threw up in the urinal. Whose yeah. responsibility <laughs> was it to clean that up? mine oh that's a bummer yeah yeah it was bad that's why it's my least favorite at least uh, i don't know if this makes it better or worse but like you're a cna too so like now i just have a stomach for it so if i see it i'm just like that's fucking disgusting but okay have you ever had to use any skills that you've learned in that field in the in the restaurant bar oh yeah multiple times i can tell when someone has had like enough because I work in healthcare. And if you, in healthcare, you can only have like one alcoholic beverage when you're in a nursing home and it has to be like prescribed by a doctor. I've had to use to make sure like someone was okay because they were like freaking out. I'd pull out a blood pressure cup, check their vitals. If you ask them what was going on, that bar fight, like that was what I did. I pulled out a pulse ox and checked his blood pressure and made sure he was perfectly fine. Made sure he didn't have a concussion by making him follow my finger. So, yeah, I've had to use it multiple times. When people are, like, sitting there slumped over, it scares me because I think they're dead. So I go in, I'm like, hey, are you awake? If you could work in your dream bar, uh, either create your dream bar or get a job at a bar that you've been to, what would you be your ideal working situation in the restaurant world? Well, I've always wanted, like, a bar. Um, I kind of want to own kind of like Coyote Ugly. Like I want to own that kind of like dive bar. Like that's always kind of been just the dream for me. I don't know why, but it's always been just a dream. And I've always wanted to work there too. So that probably doesn't help. (laughs) They use, they use names from upstate, right? Wasn't somebody in Coyote Ugly named after like Dakota or? Yes. And Georgia or. Georgia. Yes. So Idaho fits right in, right? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I, funny enough, I got that at the country club from a group of golfers. Nice. Like, <laughs> that's what makes it funny. I went zombie land when you told me your name was Idaho. I was like, oh, it's oh, like yeah, zombie land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now that, that brings up an interesting point that Alex loves to ask. In Coyote Ugly, they don't serve water. What are your feelings on when someone orders water when you're on a busy shift? I'm not mad because usually I know like they're okay with getting water. Like, like like Wisconsin, they we push water down here too. Like we push it. We like if some yeah, so we always want someone to have water. Yeah. If they're busy, I'll be like, Okay, but it'll be like the next after I get all my drinks done and I tell yeah. them that and then they get water and then they're fine. And then they just continue drinking water. Yeah. I think because everybody we talk to in the Midwest, water's been like, yeah, we push water on people, but I feel like it I don't know. It's mixed on the East Coast, East but Coast the, a lot of the bartenders in New York City that we've talked to do not appreciate it. And I am team pro water, so I'm with you. I've actually wanted to go to New York, but I was always afraid, like, if I went to a bar wondering how they would feel, because I am a visitor, how I would order water. Come to New York. You just, you just ask. Just come to New York. <laughs> I know you said that you don't drink a ton, but, like, when you go out and you are out at a bar, what's your favorite drink and, like, how do you like it made? Ooh, I like... Crown Apple and Sprite. 
And then on the side, I'll order a shot of Fireball and then just pour it in. So, yeah. Do you have a name Actually, for that? It's called the Mind Eraser. Oh, okay. Yeah, you won't remember after that. Yeah. You won't remember shit. Crown Apple and Sprite, right? Or the shot yep. of Fireball. And then you, you, you said you pour the Fireball just into it. Yeah, and usually if I'm in drinking, like, I just take shots of Fireball. And then take yeah. What about if you're making it for a customer? You said earlier, and I loved it. You said, I love watching the smile after I give them a drink. Um, my favorite is happens to be like either the crown apple and then a shot of fireball because they like it. Like yeah. some of them are like, that's so sweet, but it's so good. And I was like, yeah, yeah that's my favorite. <laughs> well, I have a question. A lot questions. of times we talk to bartenders and stuff. And when we ask that question, they say margarita. In the Midwest, do a lot of people have margaritas, like, for happy hours and stuff like that? Like, um, I just don't know, because I've never been to They're just, like, on certain days, they're just cheap. Like, yeah. they're, like, but I hate making a margarita. I, I hate it. I don't like making them. I mean, I'm good at it, but I don't, I don't just like no. making them. I like making Bloody Marys, too. Those are, pretty, those are pretty big out here, too, I feel like. Like, at least here in Indiana, yeah. like, where I'm at. What's your ideal Bloody Berry garnish? What do you like putting on top? Because everyone does something different. Okay, so sometimes if, like, we were having, like, a shrimp dinner, I'll put, like, a cooked shrimp on it with an olive and a pickle and a celery. Yeah. Oh, and you, awesome. like, you, you make them spicy? I like them, like, I, people like them spicy, but I like mine not spicy. Okay. But out here, like, we garnish them with everything you can basically make a meal out of bloody mary that's one of my ideal bars a morning bar that only does bloody mary's but each bloody mary is different depending on the garnish so you get like the bloody yes. maria with tequila and a taco on top the bloody mary americana with like a slider on top you're only open yes, morning, you on top. <laughs> yes that sounds bomb you've just yeah. given me the new one the blood i don't even know the how would i what would i do with the shrimp the shrimp or it would be a shrimp you could cocktail. do like you could do like cajun shrimp Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, too. Yeah, Cajun shrimp, Cajun, Cajun shrimp cocktail, bloody. Yeah, and you and you can use spice or, like, the pepper vodka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that would nice. be so good. Oh. That's a great idea. I'm doing it. I'm doing cool. it tomorrow. So you have three drinks. You have three three drinks at your Bloody Mary bar, John, now. And, but that's the thing. And then it would only have to be open from, like, 11 to 3. Make it 6 a.m. for us night shifters. <laughs> 6 a.m. Yeah. to 3. <laughs> yes, because you know how many times, like, there's, like, I've asked, I was like, is there even a bar open? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I can't even buy alcohol because it's so early. And we used to not be able to buy alcohol on Sundays, but now we're able to. Yeah, Connecticut just changed that law, too. That's where I grew up. Those blue laws. Oh, yeah. Pants. What time do you get out of work? The bar is open from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. Yeah. Is that, is that the time bars have to close at 3 a.m. there yeah and we yeah. have to have our alcohol off the bar by 3 30. got it cool what do you mean alcohol yeah. off the bar so like the customers would have half an hour to drink their oh. bar and i have to have their glasses in 30 minutes i thought you had like, to like get rid of the alcohol okay yeah. that way i can just like get get the like glass off my bar yeah and get them outside like <laughs> that makes sense okay now's the time to shout out some of your favorite bars in your area or places you visited tolly's is pretty good here in Terre Haute. They have good bar food, and I love their food, and I love the owners. Like, they're amazing. Alyssa and Gretchen, like, they're the best. And then Charlie's is known here for their Tweety Burger, and their Bloody Marys are 
pretty decent. Like they're pretty spicy. Like I <laughs> never had one there that wasn't spicy. And I usually don't do spice, but theirs are pretty good. Cheese Tavern, which is like down the street from my house. It's like a dive bar. Like that's pretty good too. When I go in, it's usually like Danny and Tolly's and she's a, she's a really good bartender. I love her. She has never disappointed. Charlie's, I couldn't name a bartender there at all. Like, <laughs> like it's so packed, so busy all the time. So like, I wouldn't be able to name one and teas, just whoever is working there. Like I just, they're great. Like I've never had a disappointment time at Tolly's or any of them. Uh, I'm, I'm interjecting. Cause I'm curious. Have you ever worked both jobs at the same time? Like, have you done bartending while also doing nursing? Yes. How do you balance that? Because that is two very different jobs. So t- I'm off today. So like I've been sleeping most of my day, but I work tomorrow at, at the nursing home all night. Like I'll be there and I work night shift. So if I have to be somewhere by like 10 a.m., I won't do it because I'll be I'll be just falling asleep. Mm-hmm. But when I work night shift at the bar, it I go in at like six and I'm there until 3 a.m. And then I'm up until 6 a.m. So it's no different. Like not, not at all. Wow. But being a parent, like, so then I have to stay up all day with my daughter. Yeah. And then like on top of school, like that's during the day. That's no fun. So yeah, it's, it gets difficult. It's a busy time. Props to you. You you are able to balance a lot and that's awesome. Well, I mean, I want a better my life. I don't want to be in the same spot I'm in now, like 25 years from now. I'm just pushing myself to do it. And I know that one day I'll have schooling done. One day I will. Like, I will have it done. And then after that, that'll be off. And then I'll just have maybe one job. <laughs> Who are your favorite customers to serve when they roll in? So, Greg, he is, the, I love him. And Rob and Charlotte, like, I love them too, like, those are that like anyone like Russ and Susan I just love all of my customers for most part we have all been really tight I literally just bartended one of the customers' daughter's wedding so that was cool what makes them such good customers why do you why do you like them because they're like they actually have a conversation there they were actually trying to get to know me when I first showed up at the bar I wasn't just there to be there like they kind of just like Taken me in and just loved me. Like when I got my car, Russ went out and looked at it when I bought it, and he's like, "Good job, kid." And I was like, "Thanks." Like <laughs> their mom and dad. Like that's how some of them present themselves. It's like they're looking out for you. Well, like one hundred percent. Do you have anything that you want to say or shout out before we we wrap up? Do you have any? projects or pitches or anything you want to shout out or say oh i do want to say like i have met sabrina like i have been up to wisconsin and met them in like oh. wisconsin so like we've all hung out i just got back actually in march we did the shamrock shuffle what so, is the, like, what is the like, shamrock shuffle yeah the shamrock shuffle is where you go around in like milwaukee i believe is where you are and just go around to each bar and get smashed like okay. we just walk around and get smashed like in indiana and terre haute we have putt putt golf and day drinking like nice we, we we just drink and we play cornhole which i didn't even know that was a thing like yeah. welcome to indiana and the midwest <laughs> for us rachel we want to shout you out thank you for doing this yeah this thank is- you so much oh awesome. thank you for having me like this has been fun if you guys are listening and you enjoyed it please 
like and subscribe and leave us a review on the podcatcher of your choosing, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and I think I just got us onto the iHeartRadio app. So we're Yay. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. And I found you guys on Spotify, so I'm going to be excited. Cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rachel, thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah, thank this you very great. much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Here at the Buyback, one of the things we want to do is talk about bar etiquette. So here is our bar rule. Bar rule. I don't know. I'm just fucking around. John, if you could be any drink, what would you be? Sex on the beach. <laughs> That's good. Uh, as a side note, do you have a bar rule? <laughs> I do. Um, you know what? This is like, you've been trying to get me to be more positive and proactive oh. for these bar rules. You said, you said I was a little negative, so I'm going to be a little bit more proactive and things that people can do ahead of time so we don't get angry. Okay. Um, so, so still negative things, just no, no. to mitigate the negative. Well, it just shows that you're paying attention to what's going on in the okay. bar as a, as a customer or a client or a guest, as some fancier establishments okay. call it. Um, or John, if you're... Anyway. Um, so if you happen to notice, usually around it happens sometime between like 6 and 9 o'clock at night, your bartender's like wrapping up because another bartender has shown up. Um, just ask them. You don't even have to just do it automatically, but ask them uh, if they want to close with you. Mm. Because when bartenders change over, they usually either have to collect the tips or they have to pass the tips along and hope they get tipped out later. Um, just ask your bartender if they want you to close with them because it's, uh, it's really helpful. And I always appreciate when, when another bartender comes in and I start closing up a couple of regulars and be like, oh, let me, let me close with you. Or... By They'll just throw you a couple bucks. By clothes, you mean pay their tab with you. No, put on clothes. Well, like, there's say, people here now. Let's put on some well, clothes. Well, I understand that. But <laughs> so when bar rule of the night is, if you are spending time at the bar with the bartender and the bartender is getting off their shift, ship, shift, ship, ship, why are you on a ship or shift? I don't know. Are we clothed <laughs> on the ship? We're not. You should <laughs> this is a ship shape rule, you Alex. You should close out with that bartender because you want to tip the person who is serving you. And if they don't, if uh, you close out with the next bartender, there is a chance, depending on the establishment, that that bartender will get all of the previous bartender's tips. And going back to a previous rule, additionally, if you don't want to close because you know you're there for a little bit longer, cash is king. Mm. Just mm. kind of figure out how much yeah, that's you great. owe and then just tip the bartender some cash and yes. say thanks. I'm going to stick around though. Yes. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed The Buyback, follow us on Twitter at The Buyback, on Instagram at The Buyback Podcast, or email us at the buyback podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the show. And if you are a bartender or know a bartender who should be on the podcast, let us know. Please like and subscribe. If you write a review, it will actually help boost us as well. So anything you can do to support us would be awesome. Tell your friends. Remember to be nice and tip your bartenders well, and we'll see you next time. Well, there we go. That's yeah. all we do is drink. There's nothing but corn and like literally when I first came here, I thought it was the children of corn. Like I thought I was going to die. Yeah. <laughs>